0: Do you want to put on your Sherlock Holmes hat, polish your magnifying glass, and investigate your nursing career? No, this isn't Halloween. This is episode 217 of the Nurse Keith Show, and we're talking about being your very own nursing career private eye. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're here, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or maybe even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast, as always, is about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, and beyond. And did you know that you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes? That's right. It really helps other people find the show. And if you pretty, pretty, please do that for me and email me to let me know that you did, I will find your review, read it on air, and thank you personally for your generosity. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 217. Anyway, let's jump here into the studio and figure out how we're going to tackle this issue of being your very own nursing career detective. Now, if you're an older nurse like myself, I am just about 55 at the time of this recording, you might remember television shows and movies with a private eye or a detective carrying a magnifying glass as he or she doggedly searched for clues to solve a perplexing case. You know, those noir mysteries with Columbo or the Rockford files or whoever it happens to be. Lots of shows and movies depict this. And if you're a younger nurse, you might be more likely to identify with Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock in that hit show. So whatever your reference is to a private eye or a private investigator, when it comes to your nursing career, you need to be your very own private eye or detective because Sherlock, Columbo, Rockford – They're not coming to help you with this particular case. You are on your own unless you find someone like me, a career coach, who can help you navigate these occasionally choppy waters. So what does it take to be a nurse private eye? Let's explore how to develop your investigative skills. The root of the word detective is detect, which means to perceive, to recognize, to discern, or to be aware of. And of course, the root of the word investigator is fairly obvious. Luckily, being your own private eye or detective is a lot like, drumroll please, the nursing process. Now, don't groan and moan. The nursing process is useful. So, if we think about what investigators do, They collect evidence, also known as doing a what? An assessment. Facts are your best friends in this initiative. Keep your emotions out of it at first as you gather the evidence, and you can feel into it later as you dig a little bit deeper and unearth all of that data. Your assessment of your nursing career is the gathering of facts and clues, and What are you really looking for when you do that? Here are some potential questions to ask yourself. This is only the beginning of this assessment process, but you'll get the picture where I'm headed. A simple question to ask yourself is what makes me happy, satisfied, or content in relation to my nursing career? What do my employers and colleagues do that help me to feel well taken care of and valued? What do they not do that make me feel not valued and not cared for and recognized? What aspects of the culture of my workplace are supportive and kind and collaborative and make me feel like I belong and what aspects of the culture really turn me off? You also want to look at your work style and your lifestyle. So if you're, let's say, a single mom who wants to be home with her kids after school and you're working 3 to 11, five days a week, you're not going to see your kids very much. So maybe working 7 to 3 is what's going to work for you. Or working 11 to 7 and having your kids with another family member or friend so that you can be there when they get home from school. That's a way that work style and lifestyle can work together or work in opposition to one another. You also need to look at is there something I want that I don't have in my work or my life, or something I would like to accomplish in my personal or professional life that I don't? have under my belt yet this will help steer you in the direction where you need to go and help you gather data about your current life and work situation and if it can actually even get you where you want to be you can also ask yourself a simple question what could i possibly do what steps could i take to make my life and my career more satisfying and fun If I'm bored and disengaged, how can I get unbored and excited and engaged? And along that line of thinking, if I'm engaged and there's room for me to be creative, is there room for advancement? Does my current workplace or specialty, for instance, or certification, does that get me where I want to go and is there room to go or am I hitting a glass wall or glass ceiling? Finally. You want to look at your values, and I highly recommend listening to The Nurse Keith Show episode 218 when I speak with Jacob Morris of discoveryourvalues.com, and you can see how your values really feed into the choices you make in work and personal life, and related to your values is your personal mission as a nurse and human being. Does your work reflect your values and your personal slash professional mission? These are very important questions to take into consideration, and I will make sure that you have them in the show notes so that you can follow up when the time is right. All right, we're going to take a pause for the cause, and then we're going to come back for part two of episode 217 of the Nurse Keith Show. We're going to talk about how to leave no stone unturned when you are trying to make these shifts in your career, and we're going to talk about how, in the end, it's elementary Watson. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts Directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nursekeith to read all about it. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash nursekeith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please. Consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal! Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. And we're back from the break. Thanks for hanging out with me, Nurse Keith, on episode 217 of the Nurse Keith Show Nursing Career Podcast. I appreciate you being here. So before the break, we were talking about being your very own nursing career, private eye or detective, and how to do the assessment and collect the facts you need in order to come up with your diagnosis, your plan, implement your plan, and then evaluate If it worked. So, as you complete the gathering of clues, as you complete the gathering of facts, you want to make sure you've left no metaphoric stone unturned, just like the great detectives you see on TV and in the movies who don't give up until they solve the mystery. So, do you remember in the first half I mentioned keeping your emotions out of it? Well, That wasn't for nothing. Once you've gathered your data and assessed the current state of your career, your next step is to dig a little deeper, and the detective might remain non-emotional, but in this case, you might want to dive into your emotional life in order to get to other aspects of what the investigation could possibly uncover. So the questions about whether you're happy, whether you're respected and valued at work are important. And if you can answer no to those questions, you probably have some feelings about that that you're going to want to explore. You might feel sad. You might feel excluded. You might feel really, really angry. Let's say you've been thrown under the bus at work. Maybe you've been the target of bullying or incivility or lateral violence or hazing. Maybe you've had another type of negative experience. This can color the way you look at the world and any other potential opportunities that come along. You might be wearing the opposite of rose-colored glasses, and in such circumstances, you may be wearing lenses that are really going to impair your ability to see the situation for what it is. If you're working in a highly negative workplace culture, this can sour your entire experience. And if you've been bullied, harassed, intimidated, etc., you may have serious trauma on board. You may be thinking of quitting the entire profession like so many nurses do because you just can't take it. If you feel traumatized... Cheated, scorned, castigated. How are you going to show up and shine at work? And how, if you feel really bad about yourself as a professional, how are you going to shine when you network and go to job interviews? How are you going to present yourself so that you can get the heck out of where you are and get to the next place? Treating and clearing your trauma and negativity paves the way for your future. You know I always mentioned it counseling, psychotherapy, psychology, you're not admitting mental illness. You're just admitting that work has taken a big bite out of you and you need some help to heal the wounds and collect your thoughts along the way. You can seek that kind of help. You can seek it from a faith leader, a career coach, anyone you want. There's no shame in it digging deeper and figuring out what you want, where you are, how your life has changed since you first graduated from school. That's something. If you, like I mentioned earlier, are a single mom wanting to have a lifestyle that allows you to be with your kids after school or on weekends or in the in the mornings or evenings, you need to make some changes. Maybe you were that single mom, but now maybe you're partnered and your kids are off at college. So your life has changed. Your priorities and motivations have changed. You're not supporting a family so much like you were before. So maybe something has to get ironed out so that you can move forward. If you work with me, I can help you on some of your trauma, but I may send you for counseling or refer you out if I feel like I can't truly go there with you and help you completely. But I can also help you do some goal setting, and do some motivational interviewing and offer you support that's going to hold you accountable in this process and you know i mentioned no stone unturned and i mean it you You know, you may not want to take on a geographic cure, which is like just moving somewhere else in the country to think that your problems aren't going to follow you because they probably will. But changing jobs or just jumping ships or whatever metaphor you want to use, that doesn't always solve the problem. Because sometimes we have such knots developed in our psyches that they need to be untangled because we're carrying anger, grudges, resentments, hurts. We're carrying them to the next job and the next job and the next job. And then we feel like we can never be happy in our work again. So healing those painful places that have been touched or bruised in you is super important for having renewed trust in the world, healthy boundaries, and a sense of mission and purpose in your nursing career. So I said earlier, dear Watson, that it's elementary. So it is elementary what to do and how to move forward to solve the case. If your workplace is too toxic, you just have to grab a parachute, jump, and find a new situation. Just leaving can work, but you've gotta do the healing as well. Other workplaces, maybe you work in one of these places, isn't really carrying such negativity, but you still feel that you're not respected or valued, and you wanna go somewhere else where your voice matters. Make sure that the negativity isn't so intense that you feel like you can't even look at yourself, look yourself in the eye and say, yeah, I'm doing a great job at work. Chronic dissatisfaction and burnout can often come from terrible staffing situations, terrible workplace cultures where we just can't be the nurses who we were trained to be and who we want to be. And that causes us terrible cognitive dissonance. So if your workplace is deadly toxic, you may need to get out because if you're developing stress-based illnesses, hypertension, diabetes, inflammation, you're eating poorly, you're out of shape, you're sleep deprived, you're not looking after yourself because your job is killing you, something needs to change if at all possible and I recognize, I hear and I know Sometimes we're stuck. And yes, you might be stuck for a while, but sometimes you also need to just say, screw it, I got to break out of this because it is going to kill me. So a healthy, fit nurse who feels good about her body, prioritizes her health, loves her work, can take care of her family, can have a real life outside of work and be more effective on the job because of it, that's elementary but many of us never get there because it's so hard in this climate to create a life like that. Your well-being is elementary because you simply need to break down the elements of your career, your work style, your lifestyle, and then do your due diligence. Do the work. Apply the elbow grease that's going to bring you to the next chapter of your life and career, hopefully, a glorious chapter. I'm happy to walk along that path with you, but there are plenty of other avenues and ways to do that. So for now, case closed. We know you need to get that Sherlock Holmes hat handy, have your magnifying glass at the ready, and you never know when your career is going to need further investigation down the road once again. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. And remember that the show notes for this episode are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 217. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I hope you look awesome in that Sherlock Holmes cap pipe and magnifying glass. And did you know there are job listings and other resources at nursekeith.com? That's right. Go to the homepage, click on resources, look at the drop-down. You'll see jobs from Reload, jobs from ZipRecruiter, a free search engine for finding the best medical information you can at openmd.com. There's plenty there. Please check it out. See how it can help you have the life and career you want. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And Mark Cappiespeason is our personal social media ringmaster. Please tune in again and again as we continue to explore how to powerfully elevate your life and career into your very own personal and professional stratosphere. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And this is Nurse Keith saying adios until next time from beautiful, sunny, and summery. Santa Fe, New Mexico I'm out